0: And here's something fascinating that Dallas and Nancy, they, they talk about in the book and they say the first thing in God's creation that was not good. What, what do you think it was?
1: Um, if I remember correctly, it was that Adam was alone.
0: Yeah. So the first thing that God said that wasn't good wasn't sin.
1: Yeah. That's not a sin. Being alone is not a sin. Right. Uh,
0: the, the first thing that wasn't good It was loneliness. You know, in the book, he said, you know, when God created the earth, he declared every day and all of his creation good. The first not good thing noted in Genesis wasn't Adam's sin, but rather rather Adam's loneliness. Consider this for a moment. Adam had everything a man could possibly want, an intimate relationship with God. And and we're talking like not, uh, you know, like the type of relationship anybody would dream about with, with, with God. Along with an exalted position as CEO of the beautiful animals in the Garden Empire, and yet God declared His loneliness wasn't good. Mankind wasn't created to live in isolation. What does so? One of the the really interesting things that we look at when we've talked about, we've talked to couples, we've we've talked to each other about this idea of isolation. Where do you think isolation really comes from?
1: Well, <laughs> kind of caught me off guard with this one. Um, okay, so my first thought is... <laughs> see i'm taking this from like a really like deep level probably oh let's (laughs)
0: let's go for it
1: okay so we were created out of god's image male and female and if we are isolated by ourselves we're missing the other half of ourselves in a sense and i mean i'm not i don't i don't know about the whole like soul soulmate night i really don't know where i stand on all that stuff but I don't know, like that's just, that's where my brain went with after just hearing that verse. So. (laughs) And
0: and I think that there is a danger, uh, I think the idea behind isolation and not being understood. Let's take a very recent, still a very real thing that I was talking to my mom about today. On August 2nd, my sister passed away this is something that very, very few people are going to understand. Not only how close my sister and I were, but it's something that it's difficult to discuss because that's something you haven't gone through. Right? You know, you're you're you're, you've got two incredible sisters.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Hi, Jess. Hi, Tina, if you're listening. (laughs) Uh, But you, you have two incredible sisters. You know, and, and you, that's something you've got. And so when I bring up my sister, it's very difficult for you to meet me where I'm at. And it's very difficult for me to convey my feelings in a way that you can feel empathy t- towards me. Yeah. And I think that that's where kind of where, <laughs> talk about getting deep. Uh, I think that that's where isolation comes from, is that, you know yes, you know, months ago, we lost Toby. That's something that this entire family felt. And so we can communicate because you know exactly, um, from your perspective, what that felt like.
1: Yeah, to lose a dog. Yeah. To
0: lose a dog, to lose a, you know, I was talking uh, yesterday about getting home a little late, and I, I, I ex- kind of expected him to be barking his head off when I walked through the door. But it's very difficult for you to place yourself in my shoes with the, the whole sister loss.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I think that that's where isolation comes from. And if we want to go even deeper, I think isolation is the beginning of where depression comes from.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And so, you know, and and being heard, I think it goes beyond being heard. Because I believe you hear me when I'm talking about uh, my sister and how I'm feeling and stuff like that. But I think the thing that's difficult and the thing that pushes people away in these types of situations is not even only being heard and being understood, it's being in complete understanding on how the other person is feeling. Yeah. Because it's very easy for other people's lives to keep on going. And when other people are moving forward and bad things have happened to you know, one person, it's really easy to see other people moving forward while you're still standing still.
1: Hmm. that's comes that brings to mind they do not be unequally yoked the reason that that phrase is what that means it's literally taking an example of two ox i think and you know they were in like the same yoke which is like a it's like two circles that are attached to each other and if one of them is going slower than the other one they're basically being dragged and they could die from being strangled. (laughs) I mean, so there's, that's really, yeah. Like what you're saying. And that's where I could see where it would be really easy for like divorces to come up and for separations and, and, and for your marriages to kind of fall apart and separate.
0: I mean, you know, the, the title of this chapter is the cry of the heart. No one's listening. And so when you go through these big, life altering events. And we all do. It's 2020. There's there's a very few amount of people that I've heard say 2020 has been a phenomenal year.
1: (laughs) It has been a strange year. A
0: rough year. (laughs) For everyone. But when we don't feel like people are listening and people and, and we don't feel like the people, especially the people closest to us, are understanding where we're at and they're still moving forward. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great example. As a matter of fact, I've talked a couple of different times about going, and and I don't know if this is going to, if I'm going to do it or not, but where during this time of year, we're we're recording this in October, and um, it's really easy during this time of year to think and to dwell on what I don't have my sister not being here because Halloween dressing up um, you know, November, Thanksgiving, Christmas, my birthday, this will be the first birthday I've had without my sister. And if I'm not feeling like I'm understood it, it would be very easy for me to fall into that funk, to fall into a depression. And you hear people all the time who have lost loved ones during this time of year fall into the, one of those deep depressions.
1: They They say that, you know, specific holidays and celebrations are the hardest time after, especially in that first year after a loved one is lost. Um, and yeah, the, the you know, holidays in particular, I, I think are the anniversary of the first year of the passing, um, birthdays are challenging, um, because you are thinking of those ones that you usually reach out to on those days.
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah so i i and all of this is why it's so important and this is such a a phenomenal book and and I like I said before, I know dallas personally I've met with him I've talked to him um and this book really helps you to ask some great questions as far as listening and talking about the benefits of you know discover listening so you know, here's a you know great question for you. Questions for reflection. You now, as you're looking at the the list of benefits from discover listening, which one of these mean the most to you, and why? So, when you're thinking of discover listening, it helps you to clear and prevent misunderstanding. It prevents emotional reacting. It builds or rebuilds trust. It helps you find solutions and make discoveries for your life. And it helps you to make high quality joint decisions.
1: Okay. I feel like all five of those are super important. Um, You know, misunderstanding that's probably where 90% of our arguments come from is misunderstanding, Um, emotional reacting. I've definitely talked about how I react defensively, which is an emotional reaction. Trust. Trust. I don't feel like we have a, are currently in a position of mistrust, but I could see where that would be really beneficial. So that's probably the least impactful oh, yeah, for one in my current. Yeah. I, I think place.
0: building on to what we've already got, mm-hmm. you know, there, Absolutely. there's
1: um, helping you make, find solutions and make discoveries in your life. Um, I mean, we're always trying to figure out what our next steps are. Um, you know, we have, Discussed how we are traveling. We're traveling family. so trying to figure out what our next steps are after our current location, if we can ever get out of Louisiana. Not that I don't love the state, but <laughs> we've been here for longer than anticipated. Um, and then, yeah, making those joint decisions. That's kind of a similar one, uh, making those yeah joint decisions. And and we talked about our financial. You know, trying to figure out what we're doing with that. That's something that we cannot make a decision on. Um, without talking about it and nor should we (laughs) Um, how about you
0: yeah I think those high quality joint decisions I mean you know as as a traveling family as you know a couple that's got three kids we've got three girls and you know me being a man I, I don't know women.
1: (laughs) Thank you for being honest. (laughs) We are um, challenging to understand. I understand that.
0: (laughs) But helping to make high quality joint decisions. I I know that you and Layla, and our seven-year-old have had some really important, very deep girl conversations. And that's something that, you know, I, I would have some hard time, Making quality decisions about—I'm
1: sure we're gonna have way more. She's only uh, seven, so <laughs> we, yeah. You
0: mean she's almost eight?
1: Yeah, almost eight.
0: <laughs> that too. Uh, so, what are some of the other benefits that grabbed you as you read the chapter?
1: Mostly the uh, of the whole uh, discovery listening—is that what you mean? Like the benefits are just not having miscommunications, misunderstandings, um, it, that alone creates understanding that creates relationships that creates that trust. I I think that's the key, the key of it all.
0: Oh, and, and this is so pivotal because when you look at, when you look at marriages, what are the three biggest causes for divorce?
1: Money, I've heard children's illness and death.
0: Uh, they they uh, children.
1: Yeah. Um, differences in opinions on like career goals or personal goals. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't...
0: Sexual intimacy.
1: Oh, okay. So <laughs> I didn't you... know that
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> What's fascinating to me is that all of those have to do with the importance of communication and understanding someone else's opinion, money. We've had our fair share of discussions with with money, agreeing and disagreeing. Yeah, <laughs> no, just um, <laughs> and Children. That's something that we've talked about in detail. We've got three children. Conversation has happened. <laughs> you know, um, well, and not then, even
1: just how many. It's also about how to discipline. Yeah. Um, and how we're going to raise them. Um, I think we were very smart early on and before we even had our first children about making that decision together that we are never going to let the kids play against play us against each other.
0: Yeah, I I would completely agree. And then (laughs) the conversation that everyone loves to have the conversation of sex. (laughs) that three-letter cuss word that uh, that (laughs) couples don't want to talk about. And and here's what's fascinating. And as as somebody who's a counseling major and, and about to go for my master's, it's really fascinating that when couples get married, you almost always have a couple that one person wants to have sex more than the other partner. Very rarely yeah you know, and, and I'm thinking of all my friends and research and books and stuff like that. Very rarely do you have a couple who they go, "Oh okay, you know what? Sex is not important." Sure. Or both people say that. On the flip side, you very rarely ever have a couple who sit here and go, "Hey, we want to have sex 24/7." Okay, well, I guess we'll take a break for work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, you know, when, when you have a couple and you have you know, somebody who wants to have intimacy 24 seven. And then you have another partner who's like, Oh, you know, I can, I can take it. I can leave it. You know, that's where the importance of conversation comes in so that somebody is not feeling like they're left out and they're not feeling like they're isolated.
1: Yeah. That bringing up that isolation again. Yeah. Cause it can, it, it certainly can bring, be isolating to feel like your needs are not being met in whichever direction it goes. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, And, 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 I, and I love the tail end of what you said there. On whichever way it goes, because what you want, and and I'm a firm believer in that marriage is 100%, 100%. And what I mean by that is that in marriage, my job, my responsibility is well, it's it's not my job to make you 100% happy. You know, that's God does that, you do that. But my job as your marriage spouse is to honor, to love you, to respect you your thoughts and opinions on any of these different subjects on any of these different matters that involves communication and that involves hearing and understanding where you're coming from and why, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, we, we've talked about, um, you know, you're, you have high risk pregnancy.
1: I'm not currently pregnant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the, the idea of having children and whether or how much of an opinion I have on that, you know, at the same time, we've talked about stuff with, with me and, and, and different things. And so I think it's really important to understand because, you know, as, as a spouse, one of the things that you should be concerned with is, is my happiness.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it ha- is in yes. sitting down
0: and having those conversations.
1: It's a 100% of me doing what I need to do to love you and you doing 100% of what you are able to do to love me. And, you know, some people argue that the math doesn't work, but I, I fully believe that it does. I, I fully believe it's 100% of my responsibility to do what is in my power to show
0: you that I love you. And when and we've got 100%, 100% and stuff like that, it creates this this incredible circle, it is almost like a wedding shape. ring. Same shape as <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and what's phenomenal about that is there, there's scripture, there's a, uh, uh, a great book out there called Love and Respect.
1: Yeah, well- Link that up, of course.
0: <laughs> and what's phenomenal about this idea, and 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 we see this a lot in, in the can you hear me now? And that is women need to lo- or need to feel loved. Here's what's interesting in a scripture. You never see where they say for They say, men, love your wives.
1: They never tell a woman directly to love because it's so, it's in our nature.
0: And and that's what's important to you is Mm -hmm. is for me to love you. But it's also interesting that in that same uh, passage, it doesn't tell you to love me. It tells you to respect
1: Mm -hmm. me. Because that's something that helps you feel love.
0: I think we should have another, uh, maybe that should be our next, uh, that's going to be our next book. About. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's the love and respect. that's
1: such a good book guys. <laughs> Definitely check that one out too.
0: Okay. So, uh, you know, our last question as we start to wrap this up. What is a particular relational knot you would like to see the Lord untangle as you apply the concepts of this book?
1: Oh, wow. I have to like process that. Hang on a second. <laughs> 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 okay. So, a particular relationship not that I am currently involved in that I want untangled with the help of God. Um, okay, so we've already talked about this, I think, last week, is we we talked about some relationships that we feel like we want to work on. And I, I think I spoke about, oh gosh, I have, to, <laughs> I have to double check this, but I think I spoke about um, our children and listening to them a little bit better um, and understanding what they're trying to communicate with us, especially our middle child. I feel like she and I butt heads quite a bit. Um, love you, Carissa. I really do. Um, and then, I mean, of course, our relationship, our marriage relationship is always a work in progress. Um, and then I spoke a little bit about how I want to implement this at work as well. Um, and, and working on, you know, discovery, listening, um, more at work because I think with my residents, it's just it's not always a work in progress for me.
0: Well, I think that's that's part of your job is listening for correction almost.
1: Yeah, is that
0: is. you know, as a speech language pathologist, you know, your job at work is significantly different than at home, but I and like, at home, it, 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 and I think it's really easy sometimes to mesh them together,
1: confuse them, absolutely. Um, I haven't spoken about this a whole lot, but our middle child has a little bit of a lisp. Um, she says her SH sounds with a, out of the sides of her mouth. Okay. So that's really technical and speechy. Um, and I have to ignore it sometimes so that I can listen to what she's saying, not how she's saying it. So that that's a good example. Um, and that's something I need to do at work as well is that. I need to be listening to, you know, How are they trying to communicate and how can we build on that rather than focusing on, because I do have some residents who are nonverbal. They are not able to use words, at least not enough words to make any kind of communication in our normal way effective, Um, but I can build on what they are able to do. And that's the same with our two-year-old, you know, is figuring out what she is using and build on that. We have some things to build on that as well. Um, how
0: about you? Uh there there's I think for me, helping the or or asking the Lord to help me untangle a knot would be to help me to understand the different the process of sometimes the way you think. Because I, I, you are a lot more, you think through things. You've got a process you. you Yeah. Sometimes it takes you a while as somebody who (laughs) Dallas, if you're listening to this, I apologize. As somebody who has ADD, Dallas has called me out on, on using that as a crutch. Um,
1: And you do (laughs) I love you, but you do.
0: (laughs) Well, in this specific context, I'm using as the impulsivity. think I said that right. Close
1: enough.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can be very impulsive and I'm fast to speak and I'm not real fast to think. Mm. I'm fast to speak and I think that that's the biggest thing that I would ask or that I want God to help untangle in my life. I like that. Because it's so easy when you're saying something, Leland's saying, our seven-year-old, Chris is saying something our five-year-old or our two-year-old. It's really easy for me to speak instead of listen. And as a guy who is consistently surrounded by women,
1: <laughs>
0: that is something that I need to implement a lot more is to think and allow you guys to process, allow you guys to think through things and to help you think through things instead of automatically always going for the solution, always talking, always, you know, trying to match what you guys are saying.
1: I have noticed that with Carissa and Leyland, the older two, you definitely are getting, I've seen improvements in that. Um, I don't know if it's because they, they, they're growing. So you've had to grow with them. I mean, and it helps probably that you're a stay home dad. So you're with them all the time. Um, when kids are upset about something you will get down on their level and i love this about you by the way i i really do and and you're so much more patient than i am at times with us but you will ask them to explain what the problem is and you will help them you will guide them into them figuring out the answer rather than you telling them what the answer is i have definitely seen you do that with our girls um so i mean
0: i need to do it better with you that's what you're
1: saying (laughs) wow you figured that out that was subtle okay so oh well in 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 those moments it's moments when they're upset about something and they're crying um i can see where you know in our normal day-to-day stuff you know it's easier to be a little bit more um quick on the draw so to speak versus when there are actual tears involved (laughs) But I just wanted to tell you, I have seen you already starting to do that.
0: Well, oh, uh, thank you. It's, it's I, I, I yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All we can do I, is I, try I, and learn from our mistakes in the past and keep on working towards. Yeah,
0: I, I, I want to give uh, give my kids the, the best dad possible mm-hmm. for for personal reasons. So, uh, yeah, I I I try and I, I'm extremely blessed. We both are. Hey, uh, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, one of the things that you talked about, now that I didn't listen to what <laughs> the question that I asked was, uh, which was half the point of this particular podcast. Um, any closing thoughts? And then I'll, I'll...
1: – Well, I think we need to work on <laughs> – no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I really I, – I'm really enjoying this book. I feel like it has <laughs> – will. I'll, okay. Full disclosure here, Um, about after we recorded our last episode, we had an argument because, and both of us felt like we weren't being heard, and um, Matt left the house to go take a walk to cool off, and um, I fell asleep with the kids, (laughs) Um, and we didn't really get anything resolved that night, Um, and I think we were not practicing what we were talking about earlier. I think it was the same day, <laughs> the same day that we had recorded that episode. Um, and I think, I, but I am really enjoying this conversation because I do feel like, especially since we're doing this together and it's not just one of us, um, I think we'll see some growth in that area in particular.
0: So. Well, I, I think there's something to be said about and when we have Dallas on, we'll, we, can, we can ask him. And we'll try to get Nancy on as well. Um, but I think you still have to have grace. Oh, absolutely. Because I imagine yeah. Dallas, as somebody who knows Dallas, I'm willing to bet you that he will still claim that he's not perfect in relations.
1: I feel like I've heard him say that before. Sure. And
0: that's something I, I, I absolutely love about Dallas is that he's willing to admit it. He wrote the book on it. and there are still times that he falls short Mm -hmm. my degree I have an associate's and a bachelor's in counseling and psychology and I still make mistakes because I don't take the time to understand where you're coming from
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and so um you know that's something I need to definitely work on one of the things that you mentioned earlier and, and we might have to dive into this
1: oh no (laughs) what do you See, I'm listening.
0: Like I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> like
1: that, I get so nervous.
0: <laughs> but you mentioned what somebody is saying versus how they're saying it. Mm. And I wonder if, because there are times when I'll say something and, and you'll you'll notice how I'm saying it. And when you do that, you miss what I'm saying. And so I think that would be a really interesting discussion because at work, you're listening to how somebody is saying something.
1: In some situations.
0: And not always what.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so the how versus the what would be a really interesting conversation.
1: There is the research project right there. (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely have to dig into that some more. Another time after I've had a chance to process it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but All guys, right. yeah, as, as we wrap up, go and check out this book. We'll have the AM, Amazon link uh, below. Can You Hear Me Now by Dallas and Nancy. Uh, absolutely beautiful couple. I've, I've never had a chance to meet Nancy. I have, I've, I have not had that privilege. I've talked to Dallas several different times. And we always have, it's a mind-blowing conversation because he, he's a listening coach and this is somebody who will listen and he wants to make sure that he is listening. He wants to make sure that he is hearing you and you end up with a new revelation because he's asking if he heard you correctly. And it's such a, it's such a joy to talk to him. And you, you see that so much in the book and so I, I would encourage any and every couple read it go read it go read it together read it with your spouse and it go your over
1: older kids even yeah i can see that really being good as our girls get older as, as pulling this out when they're you know teenagers i could see this being really good oh. matt's shivering over here and <laughs> fear at the thought of them being teenagers yes, yes. um i'm kind of looking forward to it i was to, yeah well that's another Discussion for another day all right well thank you for listening to us today and um we will be back next time with chapter three thank you for listening to the family life movement podcast i hope you had as much fun as we did to hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation join our free facebook group by searching for the family life movement see the show notes for links to our guests' social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes.
0: Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips and tricks on growing your business around your family.
1: Thanks for joining us and have a great day.